Lord, we ask you that your word will prosper today in our lives. Lord, we ask you, it shall not return back to your void. It will heal the sick. It will deliver those that are the caps of the wicked. In the name of Jesus, we are yet waiting for the testimonies, O Lord, of the people who are delivered. Thank you because you will answer us again. In Jesus' most precious name we are prayed. Can we say better amen? Now, God permitted us to start discussing some things that has to do with giving also, which we have seen is becoming a big trouble in the body of Christ because we have not actually settled down to ask the Lord to help us to know the right path that we ought to take so that our giving will not be a hindrance to the gospel. Second Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 6. He said, Now, we charge you, brethren, in the name and on the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, that you withdraw and keep away from every brother, fellow believer, who is lack in the performance of duty and is disorderly, living as a shaker and not walking in accord with the traditions and instructions that ye have received from us. Verse 7. He said, for you yourselves know how it is necessary to imitate our example. For we were not disorderly to enshrine of duty. When we were with you, we were not idle. In verses 8, nor did we eat anyone's bread without paying for it. But we toiled and struggled. We walked night and day that we might not be a burden or impose on any of you. For our support. Verses 9. It was not because we do not have a right to such support. But we wish to make ourselves an example for you to follow. Verses 10. For while we were yet with you. We gave you this rule and charge. If anyone will not work. Neither let him eat. 11. Indeed. We hear that some among you are disorderly that they are passing their lives in idleness neglectful of duty being busy with other people's affairs instead of their own and doing no work 12 now we charge and exhort such persons as ministers in him exhorting those in the lord jesus the messiah that they work in quietness and aim their own food and other necessities. Verses 13. This is where I start today's message. He said, But ye, brethren, be not weary in well doing. When our brother said that, it's like he's beginning to sense there's weariness with what I am painting now. The picture I'm painting is bringing weariness to some of them. The experiences they have passed through in the body of Christ, in many of the churches, from the hand of so-called pastors, reverends, daddies, and mommies, who knows how to say sow a seed in the life of a pastor, a man of God, so that things can work for you. 
So a seed, so a seed, so a seed, so that things can work for you. They never knew they are blaming the gospel of Christ. Apostle Pona said, don't be weary. It's a kind of encouraging the brethren. Don't still take because of this and not do what is right. There is still what is right as it is in God's world. He said to them, but ye, brethren, be not weary in well doing. Don't get worried because of what you're seeing. Because you have gone to so many of our churches, the windows that we brought our tithe in faithfulness, in love for the Lord, we brought the tithe and before we know, they posted the pastor that built that particular windows. Another one came and said, this is outdated. This is outdated. These windows need to be changed. We need to put 21st century windows. And before you know, nothing happened to the windows. They quickly pulled all of them down and put it on the floor. Rain will come and beat on it. They will use our money again that we gave to the Lord for the building of his house. They will use it to fix new windows. And the children of God, some of them are sitting there hungry. Some of them don't have good clothes. Some of them can't even pay their house rent. I have seen that. I have witnessed it. I have seen that. I have witnessed it. Windows that didn't, nothing happened to the window. The windows are very much intact. Nothing happened to it. And that pastor came and said, these doors are not good. They should pull off all these doors. These windows are not good. Change all of them. They quickly go break the whole wall, carry the whole windows down. Rain came and poured on the windows. The next thing they did, they called on believers to come and buy it off at a very cheap rate. And they cleared it off. And the titans are there watching. And people like us will watch and say, ah, ah, we are becoming weary. Ah, giving this thing is necessary. How come the one we gave last time, the door pulled it down? This is a man who has old window in his own house. He cannot pull it. He left his own there. Because he's saving his own money. But he felt that God's own money is running like water. It can be wasted anyhow. It can be wasted anyhow. And Abra said, when you see such a thing, it might make you to be weary in doing good. It might make you to be weary in you. When you hear tight, you say, no, I won't pay again. When you hear offering time, you say, no, I am not part of it anymore. When you hear give to the ministers of the gospel, he said, no, I will not. I will not do that again. After all, the one I gave before, I didn't say anything out of it. And our brother said, but ye, brethren, be not weary in well-doing. That means there must be something God has said that we ought to be doing that is right. Even in the midst of all these things we are seeing, even in the midst of we seeing so many of them who has occupied the pulpit, taking advantage of the people of God because they are still babies growing in the Lord. They love the Lord. They serve the Lord with all their heart. When they say give, they give with all their heart. They are not looking back in the way they give. But they never knew that actually we are giving the wrong place. We are giving to the wrong man. Look at Galatians. That verse is 13. Second Thessalonians 3 verse 13. Then let's match it with Galatians chapter 6 verses 6 to 10. Open your heart so that God will speak to us. Let him that taught in the world communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Let him that is taught in the world communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Verse 7. Be not deceived. God is not a mocker. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Verses 8. For he that soweth to his flesh shall also of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. If we faint not. As then, 
as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Okay, I read from Amplified. Galatians chapter 6 verse 6. Let him who receive instruction in the word of God share all good things with his teacher, contributing to his support. Verse 7. Do not be deceived and deluded and misled. God will not allow himself to be snared as scorned, disdained, or mocked by mere pretensions and professions or by his precepts being set aside. He inevitably deludes himself who attempts to delude God for whatsoever a man sows. That and that only is what he will reap. Are we saying amen? Now, we look at that scripture from another translation again. Can we see NIV? Nevertheless, the one who received instruction in the world should share also good things with their instructor. With their instructor. Now, our brother began to say to us, if you go down to that scripture where he repeated the same word, verses 9. He said, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. The same instruction that we received in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 13, was the same instruction he was repeating again. He repeated the same instruction again. He's trying to make us understand there are so many things that would have made you to be worried not obeying the commandment of the Lord. It is true that we have seen men behaving like that. It is true that we have seen them. They don't care about the gospel of Christ being blamed. They don't care whether the gospel of Christ will gain speed. They don't care whether the gospel of Christ is going the right direction or not. They don't care whether the purpose of the message of Christ is being achieved or not. All they care about is their pocket. Apostle Paul said yet. There are still these men who has labored, are you understanding, over your life. He said, this man who has labored over your life in teaching you the gospel of Christ, this man ought to be supported. That many of us will not say, no, yes, this pastor, what you are saying is right. These people are terrible. He said, no, that's not what I'm saying. I still mean that this man who labor over you, they ought also to be supported. They ought to be supported too. Even as they labor over your life in spiritual things, in matters that have to do with your soul, we are still coming. In matters that have to do with your soul, no matters that have to do with your flesh. Not when they grow your flesh, we are coming there to see our brother still talking about the kind of labor that a man can labor in a life before that man is qualified to share of your material things. It's not when he climbed the pulpit and shout hallelujah. That's going to be a wonderful musician today. That will sing, he will sing, he will sing. We will dance and we will dance and we will dance. As we have never danced before. And everybody is shouting. After that he said daddy. He said no. They are not the people I'm talking about. There are the people that carry the message of Christ. They have not first of all allowed anything to hinder the gospel of Christ from penetrating into the souls of men. Their labor is for the souls of men. This one's only labor that the souls of men be reconciled back to God. The souls of men be saved. Their labor is not for the flesh. Their labor is not to tell you stories on Sunday. They are not coming there to tell you stories on Sunday. They are coming there to labor that your soul will have a place in Christ. That when you depart from this earth, you have a place in heaven. They labor that you become useful for Christ here on earth. They labor that you become spiritual. They labor that you know what is right and what is wrong. That is their labor. And they are the people I said... You shouldn't be weary because of what others are doing and stop supporting them. If you don't support those ones, the gospel of Christ in their hands might suffer defeat. 
Those wounds need to be marked out and be supported. Those wounds need to be known and be supported. That's why we see many of them who are moving up and down, carrying the true gospel of Christ, showing and reconciling men back to Christ. Nobody is supporting them. But they support those ones who already have five cars. They are still looking for another car they will put on top of the one they have. Those ones who already have good houses, they want to change the house again. And the, the congregation who don't understand the gospel of Christ, they are still calling them, Daddy, Daddy. Those ones who have already built the so-called church, they have built it with all manner and they are pulling windows and dropping it on the floor. Telling you they don't have need of that again. But there are other brethren who oppose the gospel of Christ who don't even have a chair in their congregation. No chair in their congregation. No good microphone for them to preach the gospel of Christ. Are we saying amen? Please, are you with me in this meeting? And our brother said, I want you to know this truth. He said, the one who is taught the message must share his goods with the teacher. Now, the watchword there is the message. It's not all the messages are the message. No. We are talking about the message that centered on Christ. The message that goes to the souls of men. I will get there and show you. Our brother Paul mentioned the kind of message that you should notice and then bring support to such a man. Because he's the one who has actually labored over your life. Not the one who teaches you how to dance Atlanta. Not the one who promotes wickedness in the church. Not the one who matches marriage. Not the one who matches marriage. Not the one who brings spiritism in the church. Not the one who does magic. It doesn't have anything to do with the soul and your relationship with Christ. Your work with Christ is what we are talking about. The man who has labored that your work with Christ will be better and better and better and better and better every day. It's not that the same point you found yourself this year, you found yourself this year as you stay with him. You are growing in your knowledge of Christ. You are knowing the Lord more and more. You are getting better and better. You are getting prepared to meet with the Lord if he comes today. Not the one that makes you to be more of worldly and not more of godly. Are we saying amen? Now verse 7 again. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he reap also. Don't forget that what a man sowed, that shall he reap. Don't go back and grow weary and say, hey, they have taught me how I shouldn't be given. No, it's not true. Nobody taught you that. Nobody taught you how not to be given. If you stop giving, then you are not getting it right. If you stop paying your tithes, you stop giving your offerings. If you stop giving to the ministers who are laboring over your souls, you are not doing what God commanded. You are not sowing the seed. And the truth is that whatsoever a man sow, that shall he reap also. But the only thing he said, don't be afraid. When you check those who are not preaching that message of Christ, when you check those who are not pointing to Jesus, their gospel has never touched your soul. Their gospel has never, ever for once made you stand firm for Christ. He said, check them well. Those ones are not the ones I'm talking about. Those ones who are preaching you worldliness and not godliness. Those ones who are telling you that one can live fornicating and yet translate to heaven. Those ones who tells you that one can be stealing. If Jesus comes, you can still go to heaven. They are not of Christ. Those ones who practice magic in the church. Those ones who have moved away from the message of Jesus Christ that he gave to us. That sent us on repentance of the souls of men so that they can have a place in heaven. Because the one who sows to the flesh will reap corruption from the flesh, but the one who sows to the spirit will reap eternal life from the spirit. Hallelujah. That one that is sowing to the flesh, and how do we sow to the flesh? Whether I labor to prosper the gospel that does not focus on Christ, preparing men to go to heaven, 
making them to get reconciled back to God, I am sowing to the flesh. Whatever I sow to a gospel that doesn't have any base, a strong root, and Christ Jesus, I'm sowing to the flesh. I'm sowing to the flesh. It does not count. Heaven doesn't record it. It doesn't record that. It doesn't record that. It doesn't record that. That's why today, I can never give 10 naira in some of the churches today. There are some of the churches I can't really speed it there. Because I know anything I'm sowing here, I'm sowing to the flesh. It's the flesh I'm sowing this one to. I'm no more sowing to the spirit. I'm no more sowing to prosper the gospel of Christ. I'm no more sowing to the gospel that will make Christ prosperous. I was so excited. I went to a village. I saw a missionary there. I saw, I said, how are you? He said, I'm fine. And I was so happy that the missionary is in my own village. I said, oh, these are people who are laboring for the spirit. She wasn't there because of money. If you look at the kind of people, the souls around her, you will know they can't give her the car. But the gospel of Christ is for everywhere that the soul of men are. We are all in the town. If they send some of the pastors in the village, they get angry and resign. And open their own church. And open their own church. And men will still go there and be sowing there. Sowing to the flesh. That is sowing to the flesh. Even some will tell them, pull out, let's start our own. And some members will follow him, sowing to the flesh. Sowing to the flesh. Sowing to the flesh and not to the spirit. And they will quickly build a church. And people will run into the place and be shouting. They say, lift up holy hands. Which holy hands? So there are so many things the flesh is building. If we are not sensitive in the spirit to notice it, we can sow to the flesh without knowing. Sow to the flesh without knowing. If I'm not sensitive to know the kind of gospel I'm sowing into, I can be sowing to the flesh without knowing. Listen, I'm opening your eyes to some things today. I know there might be some missionaries in your village that you have never cared to notice. If you come and say it's not my church, it's not my church, my daddy is in the town. We must notice this so that we'll stop sowing in the flesh. And they'll be calling us more. So that's why you go to some churches, the money they have in the account is bigger than all the needs in the ministry for the next 20 years. The money in the account presently. Is bigger than whatever they can build. And some of them said that the only way to be blessing you is that we have to build in something. He said, if we don't build anything, if we stop building, you will not be blessed. So ask me, what will they build again? Because they have built everything they want to build. They will now start breaking things down to start building another one. They will go and break something down and start building again. They will come and break something down and start building again. They say, break this one down. Let's build another one. Is this still the Lord? Don't you know at that stage anything you're sowing, you're sowing to the flesh. You're sowing it to the flesh. You're no more sowing to the spirit again. The flesh you're sowing. They don't have need again. Money is too much. Before you know, there's an outbreak of members stealing money from that place because they have seen it's too much. It's too much. They began to steal. They start looting. Looting the money. Some will turn 20 million into their personal account. Some 30 million to their personal account. And that way the gospel of Christ is being blamed. The gospel they said is supposed to be saving souls. He said the word of Christ is perfect because it converts the souls of men. Can somebody say amen? So we must be careful children of God. Look at verses 9. Verse 9 of Galatians chapter 6. Now in verse 9 it said, So we must not get tired. Of doing good. But we will reap at the proper time. If we don't give up. We must not be tired. But we need to be directed. We need to be guarded. We can't be tired. Of doing what God asks us to do. But we need direction. We need guidance. We need guidance. So that we will not get our seed. The wrong place. Not get our seed the wrong place. It's not me that will tell you where to sow. It is your soul. What you are receiving, your soul tells you where to sow. If your soul is not 
being fed well, if your soul is not growing, then it's not the right place to sow. Can somebody say amen? Now go to 2 Thessalonians 3 verse 9, then 1 Corinthians 9 verses 4 to 23. Not because we have no power, but to make ourselves an example unto you to follow us. Are we saying amen? 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 4. Have we no power to eat and to drink? Verse 5. Have we no power to lead about a sister, a wife, as well as other apostles, and as the brethren of the Lord? And save us. Verse 6. Or oh, I only and Barnabas have not we power to forbear walking. Verse 7. Who goeth a warfare any time at his own charge? Who planted a vineyard and eateth not of the fruit thereof? Or who feedeth a flock and eateth not of the milk of the flock? Verse 8. Say I these things as a man. Or say not the Lord the same also. Verse 9. For it is written in the law of Moses, Thou shalt not muzzle the mouth of the ox that treaded out the corn. Doeth God take care for oxen? Or said he it all together for our sakes? No doubt, this is written that he that ploweth should plow in hope, and that he that thresheth in hope should be partaker of his hope. Verses 11. If we have sown unto you spiritual things, is it a great thing? If we shall reap your carnal things, stop there, we are coming. Living Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 11 from Living Bible. Now he said, We have planted good spiritual seed in your souls. Is it too much to ask in return for mere food and clothing? He said, we have planted good, number one, please note it, good, spiritual seed inside your soul. The seed we plant is good. The seed that we have planted is what? Spiritual. It's not carnal. It's not when we plant a carnal seed in your flesh. So our brother Paul said, we ourselves, we have planted good spiritual seed in your soul that is what qualifies us to be partakers of what of your material things what qualified us to be partakers of your material things is not because we preach the gospel no we define the kind of gospel that were preached this one is good is spiritual and we targeted your soul it didn't end in your flesh it did not end in your flesh. It's not your flesh we fed. We fed your soul. And God's word is not meant to feed the flesh of man. It's meant to feed the souls of men. The word of God comes to penetrate the flesh. Make this flesh to be dead. And get to the souls of men. And establish even God's desire. And that is when men will be reconciled back to God. That's when their soul gets converted. That gospel that can convert the souls of men and make them to remain half flesh and half spiritual is not from Christ. And Apostle Paul said, For we, our labor is to see that your soul be converted. That is why we preach this kind of gospel we preach. And that's why we are saying, we have labored indeed. <laughs> I cannot claim as a minister of the gospel that I have labored. Because I have taught you the principles to make money. Why your soul don't have rest in Christ. Do you understand what I'm saying? Why you have not been reconciled with God. You are not even a child of God in the first place. But we have taught you so many other principles. And the person of Christ you don't know. Apostle Paul said, we have labored. But this is our labor. We sowed good seed. That seed is spiritual. And it went down to your soul. And we are sure the fruit will come up. And that fruit will be the fruit that Christ Jesus is seeking for. Now go back again. He said, because of that, is it too much? If we reap material things from you, if we begin to share 
material things from you. So if I have not labored for the souls of men to be converted, to be saved, I have no reason to start sharing the material things with them. I should go back and start laboring prayer on my knees and say, Lord, save your people. Let your souls be saved. Let your souls be saved. Let your souls be saved. If you start sharing immaterial things of the people that you have not labored over their souls, there's a damnation on your head. There is a damnation on the head of the man. The blood of such souls will be asked after you. What you are looking for is the booties they can get, give to you, but you have no labor for the Lord to gain them for his kingdom. And Paul said, the reason why we can share in the material of these ones is that we have labored over their souls. That's why men that have not labored over their soul, they have refused to give their life to Christ. If they bring car, I will say no, I don't need your car. If they bring their money, I will say no, I don't need your money. God said he need your soul first. Before you talk about bringing your money. If your soul cannot come, your money is not needed. Your car is not needed. We want to see such ministers again in the body of Christ. We want to see them. When we start seeing them, they will make those men to be ashamed. To know that the gospel of Christ cannot be hindered by these things. Today, we have seen ministers who collect it, they hinder the gospel of Christ. They collect it, they hinder the gospel of Christ. Those men who go back and say, what they need is money. Forget about this thing. The pastor is my friend. <laughs> the pastor is my friend. He's my friend. He used to pray for me. And they will contract the pastor to be praying for them. And they have never contracted the pastor to tell them the truth so that their soul can be saved. And our brother said, we can't share with such people. The ones we can share with is those ones we have labored over their soul. Can we understand that now? Go down to 12, verse 12 of that scripture. If others share this authority over you, don't we even more? However, we have not used this authority. He said, we endured everything so that we will not hinder the gospel of Christ. Even as we know it is our right. Even as we understand that we ought to share these material things with them, we are still very sensitive to know that if they start murmuring, we quietly withdraw ourselves in order for the gospel of Christ not to be hindered or the gospel of Christ not to be blamed. Do we understand what we're talking about here? But today what do we see? Even when they are murmuring, even when they are grumbling, even when they finish giving and say this pastor every time it's money, 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 money. Tomorrow, did he make them not to come again? Tomorrow, if they still come, they say, remember. What makes you a member here is that you must be a title. <laughs> Number two, pick a form there and register. If your name is not in the form, you're not a member here. In your group, if your payment is not up to date, it won't come or if anything happened to you. Is there any difference between them and the circular world? There's no difference. No single difference. And that way the gospel of Christ has been hindered. And nobody cared to know that this is affecting the gospel. It's affecting the gospel. Men are no more taking the gospel freely. There are some churches, if you go out there and mention them, everybody will say, ah, this church, money, 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 money. Everything is money here. That's the man I met. So when they talk about one church, do you know what he said? He said, hi, that church, I love that church. He definitely teaching you how to make money you to be wonderful. He said, why I love that church is that the man can teach you how to make money. Please, what is the difference between um, motivational speakers? What is the difference between him and entrepreneurs? Is he still a gospel preacher? Don't you talk about the message of Christ that gets the souls of men and bring you out of pit and make you to be a child of God. Do you know as I'm talking to you today? God said to me, one of the greatest weapons the wicked came with this end time is the weapon against those who have the gospel, the real gospel of Christ, to deny them of wealth. He said he came strongly with that. Those who preaches that which Christ asked them to preach, 
He came strongly against them to deny them of the kingdom world. And they carried the word and give those who are teaching nonsense. He told me that. He said, my son, that is what is happening presently. Go inside the villages and see missionaries where they are suffering. I said, try to go villages and see where missionaries who carry the gospel to the people who had never heard the gospel for the first time in their life. Where they are seeking for food to eat. They are struggling to eat food. They are struggling to eat food. Looking for water. Looking for soap. To wash their clothes. Yet their wife and their children are somewhere. Nobody is taking care of them. They are only looking up to Jesus. Lord help my family. Lord help my family. Lord help my family. I don't know how they are faring. But you are the one that sent me here. All I know is that you will help them. And here the children of God are in the town. Buying more cars for people who are arranging to take all their children to abroad. They go for summer holiday abroad. And heaven is asking what is happening to us. What is happening to us in the body of Christ? What is happening to us in the body of Christ? And Jesus said, all these edifices you are building. Don't you know when it comes, you won't see anyone again. But it's the souls of men that is coming to, to reap. The source of men is what Christ is coming to reap. The source of men is what is coming to reap. The source of men is what is coming to reap. Missionaries are there suffering. People are in the villages. Nobody has ever told them about Jesus for the first time. And if you touch men in the town, they will get angry. They don't want to go there. They don't want to go there. This gospel is not only for the people in the township. That money we are using to change windows will take it to the village to preach the gospel. So he's talking about the message. The gospel of Christ so that it will not be hindered. We don't want the gospel of Christ to be hindered. Because of that, we decided not to take our rights. We tell our rights, wait, it is our right that you shouldn't muzzle the mouth of the watch that trade the it is our right. We saw it written. But say also, the gospel of Christ will not suffer defeat. The gospel of Christ will not be hindered. The gospel of Christ will find its right cause. Because of that, we withdraw all those rights. We decided to stay and labor with our hands. We decided to encourage those who are going down. That woman they are asking to leave house rent. The money you used to pay for us, pay for her. They say, we decided to say, pay for her. Let us remain the place where we are. They come back again. That brother and sister, who don't have food to eat, give them the food you want to give to us. You want to give it to us? You are contributing food for pastor's appreciation day. Give it to that woman. We choose to be like this. That way, the gospel of Christ starts running speed. That way, the gospel of Christ are running speed. That way, the gospel of Christ are breaking barriers. Can somebody shout amen? Can somebody say amen? That is what our brother was saying to us. Verse 13. Do you not know that those who perform the temple service eat the food from the temple and those who serve at the altar share in the offering of the altar? This is the scripture which we know since. And this is where they end it. But nobody tried to tell us where they say we did not take all these rights for the sake of what? The gospel. So they will pick some of these scriptures and read. Yeah. Yet we are not saying there are people who are in the church who are well to do whom God can use to bless them. But at the same time, we don't neglect some of the sisters, some of the brothers, some of the niece around us. They can blame the gospel too. Verses 14. In the same way, the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should end their living by the gospel. Verses 15. But I have used none of these rights and I have not written this to make it happen that way for me. For it would be better for me to die than for anyone to deprive me of my boasting in this gospel. It would be better for me to be a dead man. And I come and say... Um, you must sow in the life of a minister. 
If you don't show in the life of a minister, it's dangerous. Even if it's 50 naira you have, come and drop it at the feet of the apostle. Come, 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 come. Don't waste my time. Don't waste my time. If you want to be blessed, drop it here now. Drop it. Even if it's the last card you have, remember the certified woman. The last meet, she made it for Elijah. And uh, is that not what we are hearing today? Is that not what we are hearing today? Remember the zerified woman. Remember the zerified woman. Once she drop it and empty it, oh, everything gets filled again. Drop it at the feet of the apostles so that you can get connected. Who taught them that? These are men whose belly has become their God. These are men whose belly has become their God. These are men who never cared again about the gospel of Christ being blamed. These are men who never cared again that the gospel of Christ needs to rapidly spread. And if they finish, they said, yes, we are preached. God said, you preach nothing. And he said to my people, they are the people I say, withdraw yourself from. They are not the people to be supported. If you keep supporting them, they will keep messing up this way they are messing up. If you keep supporting them, they will keep messing up. If you keep supporting them, they will keep messing up. Verse 16. For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of. For necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. I don't preach the gospel with price. I don't preach it when they begin well. I don't preach it when they don't begin well. I don't preach it because there's something I will get. There's a fat on the little I don't preach it weighing the congregation that called me, the church that called me, and the church that don't call me. I preach it because I am obliged to do that. It is compulsory. If I don't do it, I'm in trouble. I'm a debtor. I have to pay my debt. The gospel is debt that I ought to pay, free of charge. Free of charge. Verse 17. For if I do this thing willingly, I have a reward, but if against my will, a dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me. Verses 18. What is my reward then? Verily that, when I preach the gospel, I may make the gospel of Christ without charge. That I abuse not my power in the gospel. That I abuse not my power in the gospel. I may make it without charge. No saying, I have made it without charge. I'll call a brother. Brother, how are you? How is your family? You don't remember your pastors again. You don't remember your pastors again. Uh -uh. Oh, it's not good. Remember we labor over you. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Verse 19. For though I be free from women, yet have I made myself servant unto all. That I might gain the more. Are you seeing their focus? Verse 20. And unto the Jews I became a Jew. That I might gain the Jews. To them that are under the law. As under the law. That I might gain them that are under the law. 21. To them that are without law. As without law. Be not without law to God. But under the law to Christ. That I might gain them that are without the law. Verse 22. To the weak. Became I as weak, that I might gain the weak. I have made all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. Finally, 23. That's where we are stopping. And this I do for the gospel's sake. For the gospel's sake. I am doing all these things you see me doing. Not as if it's not my right, but for the sake of the gospel of Christ. For the gospel of Christ to be protected. For the gospel of Christ to have a free course. For the gospel of Christ to rapidly spread. No man can hinder it by my kind of life. That no man can point at me and say, Paul, you collected our money last time. Paul, you called for offering when the offering is not needed. Paul, you said that we are going to build a project. And the project we have not seen. The money we have contributed. Where is it? Paul! You have asked us to do this and that, but we have not seen anything happening. My children were hungry last time. My wife was sick. My children couldn't pay school fees. But I collected the last money in my account. I dropped it as sacrifice. 
you say we should pay. But today, we have seen nothing. Only what we see is your car. And your children has gone to abroad for school. Hey! What is happening? Our brother said, for the sake of the gospel, I do all these things. That I might be partaker thereof with you. And I might be partaker thereof with you. Children of God, do you understand what we are sharing here? If we don't join this thing that Christ is saying to us, revival will not come to the church. We have seen men that pick particles of scriptures that will favor them. That has to feed their flesh. They don't bring a complete interpretation of scripture to present to the church. So that the givings of the children of God will be willing. It will not be under compulsion. They will give with understanding. They will give to those who are preaching the gospel of Christ, the message of Jesus. That goes straight to the souls of men. You see them, they come to the television begging money. The person you are begging money in Nigeria, do you know him? Have you seen him? A message that was sent him to save the world, the souls of men. Thieves are there watching. Robbers are there watching. And if you finish preaching, in the screen, you are begging money. You put the account number. Are you putting an account number for a lot to give you money? If actually it's the source of men you are pursuing, will you put that account number? You don't need to put that. You don't know who is listening to your message. Who told you we need your support? What we need is your soul. We need your soul. We know those people that God said they will bring the support. Are you understanding what I'm saying? If we labor over them, if they don't want to bring it, we will not ask them. We will keep doing what God asks us to do. He's able to support us. He's able to send us help. But for we are ready to die. Instead, the gospel of Christ will suffer defeat in our hands. Instead of me coming to say, remember pastor's appreciation day. And this one will come. You do handle like this. One sachet of salt. The other one will come. One bottle of oil. The other one will come. Crayfish. The other one will come. Mac. Tomorrow, if my wife come out and say, if fuck on Ebusi. We have contributed things she's eating now. Her stomach is beginning to be big and everywhere. And they are talking anyhow here. You are blaming the gospel, my friend. You know, these things are things we are seeing in the church today. And they don't know what they are doing. They are not letting the gospel of Christ to have a free course. They are not letting the gospel of Christ to rapidly spread. Beginning with the people. So we see those things in the body of Christ who began to ask, why is it like this? Why is it like this? Why is it like this? We have never seen these men organize one day for Pastor Appreciation Day. We have never seen them organize the day, Pastor's birthday. Allow the people to do the birthday on their own. If they decide to do the birthday, you won't even know. You arrange it by yourself for your hard work over their lives. They have said they are growing spiritually. The one that is struggling with lying is out that the yoke has been broken over his life and is now living with Christ rejoicing the joy of salvation has come filled his heart he can sing and rejoice and say Jesus you saved me hallelujah and somebody say amen that's what we're talking about not gathering the 419 and, and praying for them and teaching them how they are going to make more money and say make sure you drop my own and they say you are preaching gospel and people are still coming to appreciate you appreciation and they are collecting it people that are not saved you are collecting money from them people that are not saved you are collecting cash from them people whose soul is going to hell ha! because they will come and say we appreciate you sir for praying for us you see in football God called me one day and said now don't pray for anyone who reduces age stop praying for them if you are praying you are deceiving them God said to me I will not answer Stop praying for those who reduce their age. Don't collect from them. That's why whenever somebody tears his passport, I am happy. I rejoice. It makes me to be free. I tell them, I say, if you don't tear your passport, that passport you are holding, if you don't discard it, I won't be free to pray for you. I won't be free to pray for you. If I'm praying, I'm deceiving you. The one I'm praying to, is it not him? So I better tell you the truth. I tell you the truth and stand out for the truth. So what are we saying today? It's important that we understand this because if we don't understand it, we're in problem. Finally, 
2 Thessalonians 3 verse 6 and 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 15. These two things we round up. Hallelujah. I hope you understood what we studied today. And look at what God said as the last instruction. Number 6. Now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly and not after the tradition which he received from us. Many men are walking disorderly. It's not after the tradition they received from Christ and from the apostles. He said, what do you do? Withdraw yourself from them. Withdraw yourself from Second Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 15. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the tradition which ye have been taught, whether by word or by epistle. Can you hold this? Hold this strong. Hold this tradition which you have been taught today. Hold it. And watch how God blesses people. Can you pray and talk to the Lord? It is the souls of men we are here for. It's not what we can grab from our pocket. And we pray. Lord Jesus, help us. Lord Jesus, please help us. Help your church too. Ask the Lord first of all to help you. Look at this truth. To stand fast on it. To hold it fast. This which we have been taught. Ask the Lord to help you not to let it go. Ask the Lord to help you. Let this truth settle in your heart. In our hearts. In our heart. Let's not just go out. They will use that gospel to knock it off. Let's hold it strong. Very strong in our heart. Even if you don't know that minister. And the minister preached a gospel that touched your soul. Ah, you can be moved and say, God has asked me to drop this. I give this. You touch my soul. You touch my soul today. You touch my soul. In Jesus' name. are blessed by the message you just received. We encourage you to join our Open Heaven meeting, connecting to God's help every first of the month, 5 p.m. Deep Experience with Jesus every Saturday, 5 p.m. And our life-transforming seminars for all in sports circle at Suze E23, C2C Plaza, Pocketty Road, Enugu, Nigeria. Visit our Facebook page, Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry, Instagram at Savior T Sports, Twitter at Savior Total, WhatsApp number 090 Email Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry at gmail.com. You are blessed.